0: All right, this week on The Pull, John goes to Ohio um, and nearly breaks my fence as he tries to break into my house. Um, I get super fucking sick and uh, learn how to make meth.
1: And we talk about some of the latest news in Hollywood, including how much we love superheroes and Netflix and how much we have fallen in love with two vice principals on the HBO network.
0: John, roll it.
1: Honestly, I'm a little upset that you have yet to ask me uh, how my little mini vacation was. Oh, word, yeah,
0: dude. So you just got back from Ohio? How yeah, the fuck was that,
1: dude? Uh, it was pretty good. It was one of those vacations. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have those vacations where you need like a day of vacation when you get back from vacation. But like, right? We basically sat around and didn't do anything the whole time I was there, uh, other than drink new types of beers, which I totally anticipated um and i'm drinking a beer right now i discovered sour ales so on the way home tonight from the gym um i had to stop and see what abc had uh they had, they had like one sour ale in the whole building but i digress anyway um just watched some football ate some uh pretty good food mom's homemade food's always a good bet uh yeah and then uh Drinks a beer, got home, got picked up by our, a uh, couple buddies of ours, um, for the airport, and then got to your house, I gotta say, dog, I don't know if you thought that you unlocked the fence, or if you fully intended on me having to jump that motherfucker, uh, uh it's, uh, alright,
0: so it is, it stays unlocked, dude, it's, I probably, yeah, it's my bad, I probably should have explained that, uh, there's a trick to opening it, but it was unlocked, dude, I, I, can promise you that it's I, just.
1: Uh, I I'm like you got got up to you that know, fence gotta, like... and I'm like wiggling, pressing the button, and I was like, "Huh." And Wes like cracks the window. Wes is a buddy of ours. He's a firefighter. He he cracks the window and he's like, "John, jump it!" And, and, it's, and it's pouring down rain and there's lightning. Oh, so, so like I'm like I'm going to Wes like I had planned on doing it the whole time. And so, like, oh, I take, he like... Just, he's just pointing out the obvious that there's some yeah. random dude jumping a fence yeah. in the neighborhood. And, and no one's home at your house, which is why I have to jump the fence in the first place. Uh, and so, like, I take, like, 10 steps back, rear up, run, and jump the fence. And, like, it's not the same when you weigh 180 pounds as when you weighed 75 <laughs> pounds as a kid. And, like, now that, that wood feels flimsy as fuck. So it's, like, w- w- wobbling under my weight. And I'm like, I'm going to break Danny's fence um uh, <laughs> but then i got down to the other side successfully got my keys i i may have stepped in a dog turd i'm not sure uh hell yeah and then yeah, uh, they're all they're laying all over the place dude. yeah there's, mines. i can smell the landmines for sure but that's uh, my
0: that's my security detail <laughs> it
1: wor- it i think it works uh but but uh that was good came home watched the killing joke for the first time and that was basically the extent of uh of my vacation um
0: What'd you, what'd you, just real quick, what would you think of the killing judges overall? Just give me a quick rundown.
1: Um, I briefly had explained to you in a text message that I thought some of the animation was in, inconsistent. Uh, like Barbara Gordon, and I, I'll try to keep this as short as possible. We know it's hard for me. But Barbara Gordon, she looked like she was ripped right out of the animated series. But nobody else looked that way. Um, and so that was kind of strange to me. But uh, overall, I think it did what it set out to do. Um, they left the end kind of ambiguous, just like in the comic book. But I had once heard, uh, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Grant Morrison explain that, uh, the Joker actually gets killed by Batman at the end. That's why in the graphic novel you see his laughter and it suddenly just stops and you just see the rain drop for like a panel and then it comes back. But in, in this, it was like Batman, Took the place of Joker's laughter as they panned away, so you couldn't, you didn't really know, but you saw that shot right. of him like raising his hands up to Joker's shoulders. So it was kind of like, is he gonna kill him? Or right, they
0: kind of paid homage without actually like explicitly doing it. Yeah. And, and you're right, it was it was Grant Morrison um, on uh, Fat Man on Batman. So shout outs to those dudes. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
1: um, so yeah, but and well, that's cool. In the four days. Yeah, 4 days I was gone and thanks again for driving me to the airport. Uh what did uh what you accomplish? You said you were sick. So yeah,
0: uh, yeah man, I didn't really uh <laughs> I didn't really accomplish much. I kind of been laid up uh for the last couple days. Um yeah, you know, obviously I had actually been off work since Kanye, which was last Wednesday. Um so that was kind of nice. And then when I finally, you know, it was time to return to work, of course I start getting sick and shit. Um But so it's it's funny. So like I'm the type of guy that like I I hardly ever gets sick. Right. So when I do get sick, I'm just like, man, fuck it. Just give me some day quill, night quill. It's quick. It's easy. You can get like the like the off brand shit like super cheap. Right. So and I'm like, I'm telling this to this dude that I work with. Right. Good buddy of mine. And he's like, Nah, man, what you need is that behind the counter Sudafed shit right and he's like trust me he's like trust me on this you gotta go to the the pharmacy counter and say yo i need this shit um and it'll clear you right up like he was like you'll still be sick but it'll like you don't get that achiness and that you know those cold sweats and whatnot so i'm like all right i'm i was like yo funny story though because just like last night like that sunday you know before we were talking I'm like Me and the old lady Were at Walmart And I fuck Dude I fucking hate Walmart bro Like <laughs> I think I think that's That's like a given Across America Like Walmart's a fucking Worse dude Like <laughs> Ugh I just I try to avoid it right So anyways I'm telling this dude And I'm like I'm like it's funny Because we were just at Walmart And we're at the self checkout And these dudes next to us Had like Eight things of Sudafed And You know The old lady like pointed out She's like Babe these guys over here, look how much Sudafed they've got. And I'm like I'm like fucking crackheads for sure, right? Like they're cooking that shit down, like uh, you know, shooting it up, doing whatever, right? Yeah. And so automatically my buddy's like, nah, bro, nah. That's not how it works. And I'm like, um all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like he's like he's like, nah, man, it can't be because the real shit, the shit that gets you real fucked up, you gotta get behind the counter and they won't sell you more than like one pack of it. And I'm like, Well, well, damn, dog! Like (laughs) you you know your you you know your Sudafed. Like (laughs) all right. So on that note, it wasn't the fact that he originally told me it'll clear me right up. It was the fact that he automatically knew what could get you high and what couldn't get you high. (laughs) I took his advice and got some Sudafed. Like (laughs) so, I got the Sudafed. Sure enough, dude. Like shit worked. I I feel I feel a little bit better today. I'm you know a little congested, which is probably why I sound a little weird. But all in all. um Feeling, feeling, feeling better, so yeah. that's kind of what I've been up to, man. I, not right. shit, just kind of yesterday, mad f- mad fever, like, just yesterday was a fever, uh, like, blur. Just whatever, dude. But, yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, so over the week since the last time we talked, man, there's been um, a little bit of news. I mean, it hasn't been, like, a full week since we talked last, but there's been some shit going down that I kind of wanted to touch on with you. So, um, for... Uh, Let's go back a ways. Uh, the oldest news that happened, I think it was over the weekend or maybe about two or three days ago, um, there were some Spider-Man Homecoming set photos that came out. Did yeah. You see these?
1: Yep. Saw those. So,
0: so basically, what it is, it, it looks like um, <laughs> Peter Parker, who, I'm going to be honest, dude, he kind of looks a little chunky in this suit a little bit. I don't well, know, it's, maybe a, it's there's a some stuntman. Yeah, it's a double. It's a double, but, I mean... He don't look like no 14-year-old kid. Like, that stunt double is, like, a grown-ass man. Like, he's got some weight on him. Um, But, like, he's clearly swinging from something, right? You know, shooting webs or whatever the fuck. And uh, he's got what is obviously a stunt double next to him as well. um, But she's got, like, bright red hair. And I know, um, you know, I'm sure you're aware they cast what's, – what's that chick's name from the Disney Channel? Zen – Zen I don't know how to pronounce it. Zendaya? Uh, Zen- Zendaya, Zendaya.
1: Yeah, something like that. I, 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 like, naturally want to say Zenyatta, but I know obviously that's not, <laughs> that's not right. too much Overwatch in our lives. Uh, so
0: we'll just call her Zenyatta. So Zenyatta is, uh is supposedly cast, right? And the rumor is – because I guess they haven't officially said it, but the rumor is that she's presumably playing Mary Jane. Uh When that came out, obviously the internet went kind of crazy because oh my god it 's two thousand and sixteen and racism still you know still is alive right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she 's obviously not fully white, and Mary Jane has always been depicted as white, so yeah. getting past that, it was kind of surprising where we see this stunt double where all right now here what here 's what looks to be a white girl uh with red hair. Yeah. Uh so how are how is it how is it that Zendaya is going to be this person's or how is this person Zendaya's stunt double yeah. you know so it's kind of interesting to see i mean uh, what are your thoughts on the photo? Uh, what do you well, think
1: well i want to allude to something um and i guess not many people remember that this was said or uh have felt like they should bring it up on message boards but um at Comic-Con San Diego Comic-Con um, and, and Mark talks about this on Fat Man on Batman, they show teaser stuff from the Spider-Man movie, and they have a scene in class of Zendaya, and he seems pretty confident right of, off the bat that she isn't Mary Jane. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he, he, okay. he, he dropped a character name that I'm not super familiar with. I think it's a newer Spider-Man female character. Um, and so he, and this was before the controversy that she might be Mary Jane, so I would go ahead and say that she's probably not Mary Jane, um, but I kind of like the fact that uh, Marvel has let that rumor live and exist. It kind of exposes uh, some of the inherent like like hypocrisy of people in in the world in the comic book movie scene because sometimes nerds can be a little like possessive of the things right. that we we like certainly absolutely
0: Um, everybody's an internet tough guy when there's you know like when we start or when the media i should say starts messing with something that they love you know what i mean and and the problem with it really is not to get too like you know political about it but the problem is everybody loves and is so attached to all these characters that we're seeing come to life and instead of just being happy about the fact that you're seeing what you love come to life people are nitpicking the fact that the media or or, you know the the movie industry is depicting it in a different way than what you saw in your head like just because you saw it one way doesn't mean that you know that's what they're gonna make it out to be so fucking get over it and just be happy about fucking you know the fact that you're seeing spider-man on tv on on the movies and it's not gonna be made by sony yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean that's that's the or that's the biggest thing
1: it's like i wasn't it, it look at look at some other shit that has been completely successful despite those things. like if you look at preacher like tulip is a white blonde chick in the comic books but right. she's she's this beautiful curly haired black woman in the tv series and she fucking kills that role um nails it and like and, and jesse doesn't have a mullet and like just little things that like you can see people complain about on the internet but then you see the product and it's like yeah i was a i was an asshole. Uh, so, yeah. I, it's one of those things people got to get over. I'm, I, hey,
0: I'm not going to lie to that, dude. Like, I would definitely love, even though it's 2016 and obviously the comic was from, you know, what, mid-90s. <laughs> Fucking give that dude a mullet, bro. Like I'm all about it. Oh, dude. I, <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, hell would well, yeah, be brother. About like, too, yeah. <laughs> uh, if he had the mullet, I'd be like, they nailed it. Like, <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, that's. I. I mean, I'm all. I'm all for it. Um, I think. I'm I just... think
1: originally his mullet was actually a character in the comic books. Is what was supposed to be the case. Mm. As it turns out, the whole time uh, God is his mullet, and they've really been searching for God for no reason because it's on Jesse's head. Interesting. It's deep. Interesting. I know it's very deep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So next thing I wanted to kind of touch on is uh, I know, I know you're you're a pretty big Star Wars fan, right? But um, you don't currently read any of the ongoing like comic series out there, do you?
1: Zero. Zero.
0: Zero. All right, so um, basically you're fucking up, um, so you're going to have to uh, kind of get with the program on that um, because, dude, the main Star Wars title, it fucking just kills it, dude. And the uh, ongoing Darth Vader um, comic that's actually going to be coming to an end in just a couple months is... Um, phenomenal. Just fucking phenomenal. You get to see basically Vader at like his lowest of lows and like starting to finally come back. And this is after the first Death Star is like blown up. So he's kind of seen as a joke and so he's coming back this rise of power. Um and it's it's phenomenal. But um so in the ongoing main Star Wars title though, uh from time to time you get these um so Luke finds this journal of, um, I believe it's of Obi Wan. I want to say, forgive me. I, I, it's. I'm a few issues behind, and it's been a while since I read it. But he finds his journal entries, um, and it, it, from time to time, you know, at the end of each story arc, as it's kind of like a filler issue, um, there will be these th- uh, throwback issues of just a journal entry. And so it's kind of cool. It lets you in on, like, these little tidbits of past, like, Jedi stories, right, that that yeah. have just been written down in this journal. And so uh, they, it was reported <coughs> that um, they're going to be actually doing a story out of those journal entries where you get to actually see Yoda in his prime as a Jedi. We're talking, like, before episode one. Which is pretty sweet because, I mean, we've never actually seen that depicted really. Um, yeah. At least not in comic book form, I know for a fact, doesn't, and not in movies. Um, so you kind of get to see, like, from, they haven't said much about it other than the fact that there's going to be some sort of an origin to to Yoda, which is pretty sick, dude. Like, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, well, I hope so they I mean, touch
1: on, I hope they touch on then, uh, I can't remember if it's, I can't remember which prequel movie it is but since you know the prequels are still considered canon in one of them you see that on the Jedi Council there is another member of Yoda's race which yeah. Uh, yeah. you're t- you're usually led you've been led to believe in the older the original trilogy that he was the last remaining one um and then in the prequels you see that there was at least one more uh not too far back in the past um uh, but then it's never explained what happened to I believe it's a woman, um, it's never explained what happens to her, so, because I guess the new comics are also considered canon, um, I hope we kind of get an explanation of that, that would be kind of tight.
0: Yeah, that would be dope, that would be real dope. Um, yeah, so, in addition to that, they also announced that, I guess this is going to be in replace of the Darth Vader comic that I spoke of, that's going to be, um, coming to an end but they uh they also talked about like there's going to be a new star wars ongoing um series and as of right now the only thing that they've let out is that it's and uh, this obviously seems to me to be a temporary title but it's just called star wars classified um and so they put out like the creative teams um between like that make up issues one and two, and you know some of the variant cover artists, but they haven't said anything at all about what the um, what the new series is about. Like the the advertisements just say an all new top secret ongoing Star Wars series, um, which I'm pretty excited about. I mean, because dude, honestly, like I know you haven't been on it, but. These like these series have been fucking on point. And and, and all of them have been. I mean, even the mini series, um, you know, like the Leia they had a Princess Leia one. There's an ongoing Poe Dameron one which is which is, you know, freaking awesome. I mean the only one that hasn't been great at all, it's actually kind of been pretty shitty, is uh The Force Awakens, surprisingly, because they literally do it panel for panel, shot for shot of the movie and it's like, all right, we already we already got this and it was way better because special effects are a real thing. (laughs) I mean, but other than that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on it. So, um, real quick though, your boy, um, your current favorite artist. I think it's safe to say no. Um,
1: Um, I would say certainly, uh, as a, as a cover artist, uh, you're probably on the right track. I don't know about, like, page-by-page artist, if that makes any sense.
0: No, I agree. I, I, I totally hear where you're coming from. Because, I mean, I feel like sometimes if you, like, too much of him can be, uh, like, exactly that, too much. So, well, we're alluding to...
1: It's, yeah, introduce that. who we're talking about real quick, and then I'll make a, make a point. So,
0: we're talking about fan favorite, the one and only. Only goes by one
1: name. Yeah. <laughs> Jock jock Uh, the artist presently known as jock exactly um but so okay so here's the thing with jock's art his art on it uh, on its own like if they kept it black and white and and, you know red because the all-star um variants have had some red in them um Mm. if they kept like a basic color palette like that in his work uh i think every single piece would just be golden, um, and I what I've seen from his new art book that's going to be dropping the twentieth of this month. Came which out today. today which came out today. today um, dropped right this
0: second. Like dropped like, right this second. I actually just got confirmation, dude. Uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, he, uh, he just called me. Just you know, sorry, Jock. Ignore. Um, yeah, it just dropped, dude. Right this off
1: the press. All right, <laughs> we have we have firsthand confirmation from Jock, um, but. Uh, he would i think he could stand as my favorite but here's the thing is like and this is kind of a point i've made and i've tried to emphasize a little bit when talking about the comic that uh i'm working on that you'll you'll be working on um anything comic book related me and danny are just a team uh just how it goes y'all uh we're like we're like greg capullo and uh zach zach snyder shit fuck that guy scott snyder
0: Um, Could be because, like, I mean, just to be real, uh, I don't really know too many other people that read comics. I mean, (laughs) if I'm (laughs) being honest. And I I cornered my
1: market by finding the one other guy. Uh, (laughs) But uh, when they did – let me go all the way back to Death of the Family. Not Death in the Family, Death of the Family from the New 52. Um, He has – He did, like, a one-issue back thing on, like, Harley Quinn and Joker, I believe, but when Joker was still the Red Hood, um, and he did the artwork for that. And the coloring was strange, and so when I was reading that issue, that was my first introduction to Jock, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, because the art is so weird. And then, um him and scott came out with witches which is fantastic phenomenal uh, um, phenomenal yeah and the coloring in that was also pretty peculiar um and so what i've sort of found and, and what i've been afraid of as somebody that's a writer as well it, is that artwork a lot of times stands on its own and can be amazing but coloring if it's odd can can make somebody think that the art in itself isn't that good. And I, I found that to be the case because Jock's work stands out so much from other people that it, it's even further polarized when he gets somebody that does coloring that's kind of strange. Um, I can see that. I agree. But uh, after that long-winded, like, weird explanation, um, <laughs> I, I think that if you don't know who Jock is, like, you should probably go check his stuff out i'd say that probably next to him my favorite artist would probably be like sean murphy from tokyo ghost um uh, sean murphy
0: he's ridiculous so good. yeah
1: guy. they 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 kind of have a similar sketchy type style they're they're both like artists that their drawings look a lot more like sketches um okay and i yeah. think it it's that that raw look that i like because uh in no offense to you know Artists out there that have great have like more solid line work where it doesn't look like a sketch, um, which you find a lot in your mainstream like superhero comics. Um, but I, I don't like my stuff to look that clean. Um, but that's, that's just me. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick the book up. I just found out today that there's going to be a special edition dropping in December. I believe that is only gonna have 500 printed. Um, so i can only imagine that's probably going to cost upwards of 100 120 dollars um so we'll see how your boy feels when he finds out how much it's going to cost but uh definitely something i'm looking forward to definitely an artist worthy of this kind of recognition um i don't know if you have any memorable uh stories about jock or the first time you were introduced to him um Silence, silence. And it was at this point that our heroes realized that they had lost all contact with one another. So, let's take this moment to silently reflect and pray upon the hopes that Brother Daniel returns safely from the land of technical difficulties.
0: Uh, so, I mean, I don't necessarily have a time. I can't like pinpoint as to when I was introduced. I know that he kind of Well, really, since you know, you and I've been talking more comics recently. You know, you. That's why you know, kind of ins insinuated he was your favorite artist because you always seem to be bringing him up, and and rightfully so. I mean, the dude is ridiculous. Um, but I mean, I you know really. I brought this whole thing up to to kind of, you know, uh plug that new book because I know personally I'm going to get it. Um, you know, I've got I don't have a whole lot of um, you know, artists, you know, s- solo books. Uh just, you know, spotlighting their their stuff, yeah. but this is definitely one that I'm I'm really intrigued about yeah. because uh I mean, like you said, dude, I, I I'm I'm really drawn to his art style too and I like the fact that there's a lot of there's a lot of like just negative black used uh just he and he uses i love his stuff kind of like you were you know kind of talking about where it's a lot of just plain black and white um i don't want to see a whole lot of color in his stuff yeah um and i i really do love when he kind of just highlights with red and that's it like just just leave him to do his own art like don't use a colorist on his stuff um and i think that's probably why i'm like most stoked on you know this book is because you know obviously he's going to be coloring his own stuff yeah um but with that being said the uh one of the newer things that i wanted to touch on so over the weekend while you were out we had a holiday right did we not we had a holiday oh batman day it was national batman day bro batman um and In spirit of uh, DC, kind of um, they gave they gave us a little, they they gave us a little tease. You know they got me uh, they got me a little riled up, man, a little, little excited. Um, I don't know if you saw, but they put out um, a little image of, and I don't even know if they did this on purpose for Batman Day, but if not, it's a hell of a coincidence. But uh, there was a couple images leaked, um, one of which was. Um, some new Commissioner Gordon images. Well, just one really. Yeah. Of Commissioner Gordon on the rooftop. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's um, I'm I'm terrible with names, and you you guys have learned that. But what's dude's name? Is it Simmons?
1: Uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. That's what. I or yeah. So you, or as you, most people might know him, J. Jonah Jameson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you get to, uh, you kind of get to see him, um, not not very clearly, but I have seen some edited versions where people have kind of buffed up the contrast and, yeah. and the brightness a little bit, um, so you kind of see him a little clearly on the rooftop not much to really talk about other than the fact that, I mean it, it got my dick a little hard, yeah. like I'm a little excited, I'm I, a little excited for it right? I, could, I could tell, um,
1: I could hear some strange things happening over the over the microphone <laughs> what, what's, what's interesting to me though uh, since we're talking about Commissioner Gordon and J.K.'s portrayal of him is that he got super jacked to play this commissioner gordon um, like i don't know if you've yeah, seen yeah like weirdly so yeah like, like like more jacked than most people our age that are jacked um, i mean did he did he uh,
0: did he come out and say that he did that for this role or he just just did it just because he's like fuck it I'm going to get like ripped as fuck yeah he said he was going to do it for this
1: this Commissioner Gordon and and so I think that's strange because then in an interview that accompanied the picture uh, he says that he's not really in the Justice League movie that much you just sort of get introduced to his character in a couple scenes Uh, and so I thought it was kind of weird that he would go through all this physical transformation for a role that as far as I know He's not going to be like a huge physically, like, like f- huge physical presence. Um, it's kind of strange. Right, right. It, I don't know if like Commissioner Gordon shows up with his shirt off and he's like, "Yo, Batman, we got a problem." <laughs> uh, um, like, I don't know what the deal well, is. I mean, they could be they could be going for more of you know because Commissioner
0: Gordon has been depicted in some styles where he's like ex-militant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. super like by the book used to be military and now he's in the police force type of thing. So, I mean, maybe that's possibly why now he's just kind of carried over. You know, obviously you can tell he used to be in fucking great shape and used to shoot people in the head or something. I I don't know. I mean, it's, he definitely is jacked as fuck um and i mean i'm excited to see him i mean i think he's a pretty good actor and you know i think it's i think it's pretty dope anytime somebody can uh cross streams if you will and yeah. go his, jump uh, from one his, one studio you know marvel to dc or vice versa yeah
1: his oscar that he won two years ago thinks he's a pretty good actor as well
0: oh obviously you're right i yeah. mean he's better than both of us <laughs> hey whoa hey uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm just you saying. don't know me. Uh, so um, the other the other image that uh, came out was the tactical bat suit, and I want to say it was actually Ben Affleck
1: that sent that out. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's teased a few uh, things. He's good at that. Yeah, he's.
0: I mean, I think he just. I think this shit gets his dick hard too. So he just can't keep it. I'm sure
1: he's he's Batman. Like, oh. Here it is, folks. Look at its girth.
0: Uh, you know, it's just fucking yeah. just tweets some shit out. Like, maybe just gets like, in a drunken stupor, and he's just like, ah, fuck it. Check it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, so he sent out images of a tactical bat suit, which is yeah. pretty fucking pretty dope i mean it doesn't look all that different uh it's a little it's a little weird though with it's kind of got like goggleish, and there's not really it's the ears are kind of trimmed back no he's straight up right? he's
1: straight out of the comic book you can find the comic with him in it'll looks exactly like that i mean it it's it's sweet though i mean like what are your thoughts on it like what, how do you, how do you feel? i think like, it looks tight in, compar- oh, in
0: comparison to the well in comparison to the um to the one from bvs right i mean a lot of people that that suit although i liked it uh that suit got a lot of flack talking about it it looked like it was made out of paper mache and uh, you know <laughs> it was pieced together i mean a lot of people didn't like it so i mean i do you think are you more of a fan of this tactical one or more of a fan of the bvs one
1: i thought i heard I, for me, I I read and heard more overwhelmingly positive things about the Batman versus Superman suit. And the thing is, is like I think we're still gonna have that same bat suit. This is like gonna be a specific occasion suit. He's not gonna right. rep this thing the whole movie because oh I mean oh yeah for sure he looks he looks to be completely honest uh he looks like Night Owl to me um, yeah
0: totally totally and that's the first first thought I thought or first thought i had um and i think obviously that has to do with like these goggle glasses things yeah. that he's wearing but as far as the bodysuit and like the armor itself it kind of looks like it looks more with the exception of the bat symbol it looks more uh along christopher nolan's lines to be honest yeah kind of uh, i mean because his just everyday fucking like you know going out to the grocery store, uh, bat suit was (laughs) fucking pretty damn tactical. Yeah. Um, the only thing for me is like, I kind of wish that these suits, um, were more like uh, symbol driven, like uh, the symbol doesn't necessarily stand down. It could just be this picture, but I mean, it just doesn't, you know, it's not as clear cut, you know, Batman symbol, but that's totally fine. I mean, it's whatever, um, the, the ears for me, um, that's the one thing where i'm kind of like i don't really know how i feel about it like the ears look like they're like kind of like a skateboard ramp a little bit like
1: (laughs) there was one Uh, there was one exclusion in the suit that kind of really rubbed me the wrong way to be completely honest with you and it's probably that um there's no nipples on the bat suit (laughs) i'm a big fan of the bat nipples myself you know again this type
0: of stuff does get my dick hard um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I could definitely use a little bat nipples, maybe, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's enough on that subject, <laughs> so, <laughs> and up next to the I'll news. leave it at that, let you, uh, let your imagination wander, <laughs> uh, so, it gets weird, last, lastly, though, um, so, it, it, this just came out today, again, today's Tuesday, 20th. Uh, but there were some details, uh, not too much, but some, some insights revealed about season two, Jessica Jones. Um, I know you and I have talked about it in the past. Obviously, it's never been recorded. Um, we're both big fans of Jessica Jones. Would you agree? I mean, that show was pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'd give it, you know, like a mediocre like eight, nine out of ten.
0: Mediocre. Eight, nine out of ten. That's a pretty high rating for being mediocre. Oh, oh, um,
1: oh, sorry. My sar- my sarcasm wasn't strong enough.
0: <laughs> um so there was some details kinda kinda fleshed out a little bit, um, and this was courtesy of uh, showrunner Mer- Melissa Rosenberg, who also worked on uh Dexter. Um but in an interview with That Empire, makes sense.
1: That makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So, and and she actually brings up Dexter. I'll quote her here in a second. But um, so, in an interview with Empire, she said um, that, and I quote: She Jessica. Was kind of messed up even before Kilgrave came along, and so in season two we can explore what's possible for her moving forward. Um, And then she went on to say that I worked, I uh, excuse me, I learned from working on Dexter that you can advance the character, but you never want to cure the character. That trauma is a huge part of who she is now. And that that quote right there fucking resonated with me because immediately in my head I start going back to Dexter, which was a big I was a big fan of.
1: Um, I thought you were about to explain to me That you had this like crazy troubled past And so like (laughs) You weren't looking to be cured You were like don't fucking cure me I'm, I'm. curious.
0: I'm curious. So tell me what my trauma was that I went through.
1: I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like you were accused of being too Italian. Like I've got no idea. Like, <laughs>
0: hey, forget about it. Yeah. yeah like you ate again. some <laughs> bad
1: like super. What is that stuff? Super shadow or whatever. Uh, su- super sada.
0: Super sada. S- super sada. Yeah. 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 It's- basically the best um cured meat known to man i mean puts pepperoni to shame my dude uh (laughs) but that's that's for another podcast uh chilling with the italians um so but as soon as she said that like immediately i start going back to dexter and i'm like she's totally right like they never that was what that show was built on the fact that 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 character was never cured and so to hear that for Jessica Jones, um, it gets me pretty excited because she's obviously pretty fucked up. I mean, right from second one, episode one, you see that she's this fucking raging alcoholic with some serious, you know, ghosts in her closet she got to work through. Yeah. um So that's, I think that's pretty interesting. But, dude, um,
1: Kristen Ritter, Krista Ritter, though, like, is oh, girl, dude. Not to sound like I'm being hyperbolic, but, uh, She's like electrifying in that show. Like honestly, if season two was just her walking down the street and fucking like overpowering like sexist men and ripping them in half for like an hour <laughs> week after week, or like, I guess you get to binge it. So like for twelve episodes, she's just like ripping assholes in half. Uh, like that sounded like I mean, a weird cool anal it. sex reference, which is not what it was <laughs> supposed to be. Um, I'm also cool with that, but that's for Luke. That's for my boy Luke Cage. But like, <laughs> hey. um, but uh, I would watch it. I would watch 12 hours of her just like straight pulling people in half. No dialogue. Just Kristen Ritter and her little leather jacket and like all black clothes, looking depressing as fuck because she died in Breaking Bad. And like just <laughs> murdering everybody that she walks by, I, I I'd be like standing ovation. This is brilliant. I love her shit. Yeah, love it. Hands
0: down, hands down. And and speaking of Luke Cage, so what's kind of cool is she went on to say that um, since Luke Cage and Kilgrave will both be missing from season two. Um, a lot of season two is going to have to um, kind of rely upon Jessica's friendship with her um, adopted sister, Trish, um, which I'm sure, as you're aware, is uh, Patsy Walker, also known as Hellcat. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping and I'm sure they will because, I mean, dude, Netflix and just Marvel in general, they really know how to, like, dig way back and, like, make this shit, like, meta as fuck. Um, and so, like, they, I'm sure they're going to kind of explore that. Um, you know, a little bit more into her character and uh, seeing her kind of transform into El Cat. Because, I mean, obviously, season one, she's, like, training and doing all this fucking martial arts. She yeah. becomes, like, a badass, you yeah. know what I mean? So that's kind of that's kind of got me excited. I'm kind of curious to see, you know, that character and that actress, kind of – Rachel Tyler um, kind of, you know, progress more into that, so. Yeah, I, I – uh,
1: why would they – I, I'm curious why they would take Luke Cage out. And, and then I have to wonder now well, if uh, Jessica is not in Luke Cage at all. Well, I think, um,
0: I think it's because, I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, obviously I, I'm i thinking personally, and I'm going out on a limb, something's going to happen in Luke Cage that kind of takes him away from uh, Hell's Kitchen uh, yeah. and they can't, or New York. because. Uh, where was Jessica Jones actually set? It wasn't actually in Hell's Kitchen, right? It was in. Uh, no,
1: they're they're all in Hell's Kitchen. That's like the thing. All of them? Yeah, that's the thing. Because right. they're Cause all. I could, have, I could have sworn Luke Cage took place
0: somewhere else downtown.
1: Um, no, I mean he might move into like Queens or something. I don't know, but uh, or probably I might move into like the Harlem area. I think Luke. I'm pretty sure it was, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, it takes place in kind of Harlem. Yeah.
0: Area. Sorry. Clearly, done our research here. Uh, But no, I think personally, I think something's going to happen that's going to kind of pull him away. And, you know, obviously, I think season two of Jessica Jones is going to take place after the events that we'll see unfold in Luke Cage, which drops next week. Yeah. Um, A little foreshadowing for our next episode. Am I right? Yeah. Um, Well, my my
1: concern is, I I keep cutting you off, but my concern is, is like, if you look at Um, if you look at Jessica Jones, there's like no allusions to daredevil. Um, and in daredevil season two, there's no allusions to Jessica Jones. Um, so I, I kind of get like worried, like, okay, are they going to drop Luke Cage on us? At this point, there's an established romantic spoilers relationship with him and Jessica Jones. But we're gonna gloss over that and pretend it didn't happen now because he's got his own show. Um, I I just don't want him to treat everything so separately. That's what uh, right because that's what works for the CW shows is like CW has been connecting their universes and that's what I think has made them work so well. Um, albeit like I guess The Arrow has descended in quality as the seasons have gone on, um, but. For anyone that watches The Flash, like anytime Grant Gustin, who plays Barry Allen, goes into another show, like it raises the level in, of that show. Um,
0: oh yeah, I mean, and not just like from an acting standpoint um, or a writing standpoint, but f- like literally in the amount of viewers. Because The Flash is such a good show that when they hear Grant Gustin's on another show, it just like it steps up. Yeah, you know, there's like and twice so like, many people watching.
1: Exactly, and, and obviously Marvel and Netflix knows that. A, that crossing those uh, storylines is uh, going to bring a lot of people because they've already got Defenders in pre-production. Um, so they know it's a successful formula. Just look at the Avengers. So why keep them separate throughout the buildup to that? Because all of a sudden you're going right. to have this series called The Defenders where it's like, hey. It's just
0: kind of thrown together.
1: Yeah, it's like we've we've all been in the same area of town for three years, but we never knew that we existed. <laughs> like, right kind kind of weird to me i think
0: I, and and it could be wrong but uh i think what they're doing is they're waiting for the defenders itself to actually you know use maybe a couple of those initial episodes to establish the Hey, you know, getting to know you type of thing. Yeah, um, which which I agree with you. There should be more of that uh, leading up to it because I mean that's what gets you excited. For that's what makes you you know want to watch defenders. That's what gives you something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. dude, I want to see more of this. Um, but. I, with that being said, I mean, regardless, I'm I'm fucking stoked for Jessica Jones, and I'm even, just because it's sooner, I'm even more so stoked with Luke Cage, especially from what we've seen from the trailers. Yeah. I mean, that, sh- that shit's going to be... <laughs> yeah. It's going to be legit. I'm, Which we'll, I'm super stoked. So. Yeah, that's
1: definitely something we'll touch on next week for you folks that <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. are interested in hearing about that, that may watch it and need, a, need another opinion because you don't trust your own, or if you don't watch it and you just want to hear some shit about it.
0: Um, Right. Or if you're like us and you just watch a shit in like a day and you feel the need that you need to talk about it. Yeah. We're here to talk. You know what I mean? So you can just fucking listen to us babble on about it and yell at your uh, headphones. Yeah, for sure. Um, Uh, So next thing uh, I want to, unless you had anything else in terms of news, I wanted to kind of go over some trailers that we both watch. What do you think?
1: Okay. Um, Danny, if y'all haven't realized, is very—he's got like a schedule right now uh, for the show. He's like—he's like the dad or the teacher of this thing. Uh, got the agenda. <laughs> uh, yeah, trailers. So we could discuss like the one review that we have sort of been talking about. I didn't know if you wanted to save that for last or what's your—your your call, man. What do you want to get into? Uh, well, let's—we'll let us go over these trailers real quick, I guess. All right all right there's not oh, a lot just of them. a couple of them here
0: yeah yeah and they're relatively short trailers too i mean one of them or at least the one i watched was a teaser so yeah um the first one i want to talk about is passengers um, yeah i'll keep, so
1: I'll, I'll keep my thoughts as short as possible on 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 this uh it looks great it looks uh kind of old school sci-fi uh something to mix between like uh Ridley Scott, James Cameron, and Stanley Kubrick. Um, More in reference to the work he did on AI before he passed away. Um, And then they pull a Terminator Salvation and they spoil the (laughs) twist in the movie before the trailer's fucking over. Um, And literally as the trailer ends, spoiler for the spoilers, uh, Chris Pratt says, uh, I have to tell you something there's a reason that we woke up early and then it's like the yeah. end of the trailer and it's like what like the whole time you set this mystery and you right. you gave away that there's going to be a twist and so yeah
0: i found i thought that was going to kind of be i thought that was pretty weak like and it was weird because like initially like just the first couple seconds of this trailer like you you get the vibe all right this is some weird like romance uh sci-fi yeah. and then it's like and then it starts throwing shit out of you, shit, starts exploding, right? And you, you're like, all right, this is now a sci-fi, like, epic space thriller. Like, that's cool. I can get into it. And then it's like, we're just going to show you the entire fucking movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I, what I thought was uh, what I thought was the best part for me personally, just because um, it kind of, like, happened in, a bl- uh, like, a real short blur was where the fucking like ai bartender like slides his face across a fucking bar dude, dude. yeah <laughs> and starts knocking shit over i'm like all right well that's one way to clean up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but one thing i, I that i noticed and I, I was watching the trailer on imdb and i I was looking through afterwards i was looking through the kind of cast just to see what it was uh, who was in it um so Lawrence Fishburne was credited as being in the movie and you see him briefly just for a second in the trailer yeah. but also there's a brief clip just a 1 2 second clip um of Andy Garcia in the in the movie which I I was pretty stoked on I mean, it's weird cuz he he was not credited on IMDb um, pretty sh- probably cause this trailer just came out, but I'm a big Andy Garcia fan. Again, maybe it's because I'm just fucking full blown Italian. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, he's my dude. Like, uh, anything he seems to be in, he kind of kills for me personally, so... Um, I don't know how big of a role he'll be in this because I, I got the vibe. I don't know about you from this trailer, but, um, just real quick, I got the vibe that it seemed like, all right, we blew our load on special effects. So we're going to just make this a two man show for the most part. And this movie's just going to be fucking Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence because that's all we can afford. Um, I mean, but, but, t- I mean,
1: but who, who is honestly, who's sexier than Chris Pratt? And Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> like yeah,
0: all I'm saying is there better be a sexy scene in this movie just to see You know what what could have been as far as like the most attractive celebrity babies ever made yeah (laughs) like
1: i'm not trying to write whitewash what i think is sexy because that's certainly not the case but like if you're gonna pick two major stars two people that hollywood has like ushered to the front and put them in a movie together like i would watch them i would watch them have sex like you had a four-year slip <laughs> earlier where you accidentally said sex. And in my head, I'm like, oh, man, I would totally watch that happen. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't turn away. I wouldn't blink. Like, he could do terrible, awful things to her as long as she's, like, willing. And I would, like, slow clap the whole time. I'd be like, this is beautiful. Like, <laughs>
0: and you're not going to be the only one in the theater doing it. No, nah, no. Nah, sure nah,
1: this is it. what God made us for was to watch Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, like, get it on. <laughs>
0: So uh, real quick, next trailer um, that I watched, uh, Nocturnal Animals. Did you did you check this one out?
1: I did, and um, I thought, what
0: the fuck was going on, dude? So like, so
1: kind of what you're saying right now was sort of my issue. Um, so part of it looks like a Cormac McCarthy who wrote uh, the book of No Country uh, for Old Men. Um, it's, it, part of it looks like he could have like he could have wrote it. It with help of the Coen brothers, and then another part of it looks like some super artsy-fartsy art house stuff. And right. And right. the trailer in and of itself, because it meshed these two like gritty southern-western things into this art house cinema, um, to say it didn't interest me would be a lie, but I, I just... I'm over the, the... I'm over the just like nose up art house cinema type thing. And there's all these film people that think that it's so cool and, and stuff. And that's, that's your prerogative. But for me, I'm trying to watch a movie about people that I can compare myself to or contrast myself with that seem real. Um, and I know movies are about escapism, but like these perfectly like squared shots of like chandeliers in all white rooms, um, just i don't know it it was kind of bizarre to be honest dude i like the cast in it uh and
0: yeah i mean amy adams jake gyllenhaal right yeah Uh,
1: anything jake's in i'll watch like i watched this movie he did demolition uh a couple weeks ago i didn't necessarily like the movie very much but like he just raises the level of everyone around him when he's in a movie nowadays so i'll see it i'm sure.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I, I I'll watch it um but I, I just from the tra- I, like I hear what you're saying like it definitely is, yeah, I got the vibe of you have to be at least this smart in order to like you know see our movie type of thing. Yeah. Uh but uh, from fr- just from the trailer alone like I was just like what like uh, to give you kind of an idea for those listening that maybe haven't seen it but I I can't honestly tell you what this movie is exactly about but it's I mean Maybe it's about this chick that like never sleeps and she's going crazy in her own mind. Oh, and I can tell you exactly like, what it's about. She's killing people, and like, I mean, I, I don't, I I think I have an idea, but like, it just, it's just so like, yeah, it, I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent into it to be yeah. under, to be honest with you. But I mean, it, it's it's intriguing. It kind of got my interest. The only here's one thing, dude. And this kind of is, I'm about to go off on a personal tangent here, but like when you're when the name of your movie is in the trailer I fuck i fucking hate that shit dude like <laughs> you can't be a little bit more creative like they said nocturnal animals like twice or three times in the trailer oh well that's like the name of,
1: that's the name of the book that his character writes
0: right and, and i get that and she's like oh well, my husband used to call me a nocturnal animal and but like all right we get it keep preaching us the name of this movie so that you can you know it's stuck in our head and we'll go see it but like i'm just like man leave that shit for the cinema me personally i just y- you got to come up with a more creative way to cut this trailer yeah. speaking of creative ways to cut trailers dude fucking annabelle 2 this shit bro like so did you watch this trailer or no no nah, no nah, i didn't even watch All right. i
1: didn't even watch the first movie dude because
0: I didn't, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the first movie either. Um, and and again, like I talked about on episode one, I'm not the biggest horror guy. So that's exactly why I didn't watch the first movie. But bro, this trailer alone, just the way that it was cut, it's not even a trailer really. It's basically just a teaser. It's only like a minute long, but um, just the way it was cut intrigued my interest enough not only to see this second movie, but I'll probably go back and watch the first before I watch the second movie. Just so to give you a quick rundown, like it starts off, you hear some creepy like humming. Um, and then you see this older lady uh, approaching this, you know, crack door open and she's calling out this child's name and it pans to a shot of this kid sitting at a, um, like a small, like, you know, like tea party sized table um, she, she, it pans back to older woman. She says the girl's name again. She's asking her, Hey, you know, are you there? Type of thing. Um, and then as as it goes back to the girl, it starts to pan out a little bit wider, and you see these creepy ass fucking dolls that she's sitting with. I'm assuming, I know just from like, uh, like previous advertisements and stuff, Annabelle won that I guess that is the, the name of the doll, maybe? Well, something she's
1: like that? Annabelle is from the first Conjuring.
0: It, from, from the Conjuring, yeah. Um, and so, which uh, I also didn't see. So shoot me for saying that because I know it's a great horror movie. Jesus but, Christ yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, it goes. It cuts back to her, and uh, as it goes back to the old lady, you see her like, hold, like, kind of like shaking a little bit, holding this cross, and it quickly just goes back to the girl, and her neck is just like breaking, uh, and fucking, it's, it's the again. Just the way that the trailer was cut, I was like, oh shit. Like, I was not expecting that at all. Like,. For real, I was, I for real kind of like shout a little bit. I was like, oh, fuck. And, uh, immediately, you know, Ashley was like, um, what are you watching in there? Uh, nah, you need to come in here and watch this. Like, uh, it, I, I, I liked it. I liked the teaser. Like I said, it intrigued me enough. Not only to see this, I'll probably go back and watch Annabelle. And if, I mean, I get it. People like I'll, I'll get around to watching the conjuring and the conjuring too. At some point, like, just don't crucify me for it.
1: Um. Uh. One of the things I don't like about Annabelle, and I don't like that they did this with her in The Conjuring, even though Conjuring will probably go down as one of the better horror movies of all time, um, is that the Annabelle doll, Annabelle Lee doll, is literally, um, for those that are familiar with these dolls, is in real life just an Annie doll. Do Do you know what those are? yeah 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 with just like the red yarn hair that's all she really was that's all she was in real life so that they turned her into this porcelain doll with this terrifying face for the movies um i don't don't know i just like if you're going to do a true story i like when it's true to true to the point i mean even in conjuring 2 and you haven't seen it so it's going to be hard to make sense of this but for those that have even the conjuring 2 did some things with that um that weren't 100% true to the story, but they didn't detract from the story either. Um, for me to completely transform the doll, um, you know, that I, I am a horror freak. So for me, it was different for, for anybody else. I'm sure it's cool, but, uh, I, I'm kind Fair of, enough. I'm kind of an asshole about horror. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just an asshole
0: in general. So yeah, I mean, maybe that's why I'm not know, in horror. You know,
1: we're great guys. <laughs> um, but, uh, So let's, let's, uh, let me, I'm going to introduce you to one more thing and then we'll move on to the last bit of what we got here and then we'll wrap up. Um, I watched a trailer for a movie coming out that you may have heard of because you're familiar with, um, our, uh, with Kevin Smith, but, uh, there were, are some guys from Jersey, I believe, uh, that created a little movie called shooting clerks, which is a, movie about making clerks and i don't mean a documentary i mean you've got guys pretending to be kevin smith pretending to be jason muse um and it's an all black and white um and uh it doesn't look it doesn't look half bad i'm not convinced by the guy playing kev um just because kev's get just got such a particular cadence with the way that he talks um and his Jersey accent isn't as heavy as the guy's accent in this trailer. Um, and I urge you to watch it later, Mm -hmm. but, uh, overall, I don't think it looks bad. I think it'll certainly garner some attention, especially since clerks is such a legendary, uh, picture at this point. Um, I think that this was a good move. I know he probably didn't do it out of a place that was like, fuck it, let's make a movie about making this other small movie and people will watch it because that's fucking artsy. Um, he probably came from a place where he's a Kevin Smith fan as a lot of us are. Um, and uh, it just happened to uh, work out for him or I believe that it will work out for him. So shooting clerks, y'all should look that up, watch this trailer for that. Um, yeah, no, I've I've, uh, I've heard it, I've,
0: I've heard it, you know, um, in one, I don't know, one of his podcasts that he's, he's probably, he's mentioned it. Um, and I, I think you're absolutely right. The dude that shot it from what I understand, <coughs> excuse me, was, you know, just a fan that ended up getting some type of fundraiser, um, you know, set up online, yeah. reached his target goal and just started shooting it. But, um, I, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Brian O'Halloran, um, who was at, you know, obviously in Clerks, yeah. um, is in the movie as well um is um, that right i mean is he in the trailer or? if he
1: if he is he's not playing himself because they had someone else playing okay him. um okay but okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got some of the guys to make cameos like it would only make sense it's that kind of movie yeah um,
0: no i mean that's 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 sick dude i didn't actually realize there was a trailer out for us, so I'm definitely check that yeah. out that's
1: um pretty excited about that for so, sure um uh, So all that behind us, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up uh, with a uh, short exploration into season one of a little show from uh, some guys by the name of Jody Hill and Danny McBride, (laughs) uh, Vice Principals on HBO, uh, starring Danny McBride and Walton Goggins. Uh, For those not familiar with Walton Goggins or Danny McBride, Danny McBride, was the main character of Eastbound and Down. And Walton Goggins is been best known, it seems, in recent years for his portrayal of the transvestite character in Sons of, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. He was also the main antagonist in the show Justified, starring Timothy Oliphant. Um, uh, Vice Principals, for me, uh, is a step up from Eastbound and Down. What would you say uh, in regards to its quality level and
0: of uh, hands down hands down like head and shoulders Uh, it takes it takes what they've done in the past to another level and i i say that because it definitely feels like what they've done in the past um but there's there's so much more um like emotion in this show than their past things and i don't i don't want I don't want people to hear that and think that it takes away from their comedy in any form or fashion hell because hell no. this shit is funny as fuck, dude. Like, I was like, there's a couple scenes where I literally had to rewind it and watch it like two or three times and I was just crying, dude. Like, oh, fuck. But,
1: like, yeah, I, there's certainly, there certainly is that, and I don't want to call it immature humor because that, that might turn some people off from it. Like, if you like Danny McBride, then you know already that you like Danny McBride. Bryant. Uh, yeah, I mean, and,
0: if you know who Danny McBride is, then you know what you're yeah, for.
1: And, and if you don't know who he is, you know who Seth Rogen is. So if you like Seth Rogen's type of comedy, um, then you're gonna like this. Danny, if you don't like yeah. Seth Rogen, then you're not gonna like this. It's that cut and dry.
0: And if you don't like Seth Rogen, then just fuck off. I guess. Oh. <laughs> I mean, shit. is that fair to say? Like, oh, I mean, shit. come on, dude. Damn. Like, come fucking
1: on, man. Throwing down the fucking <laughs> fight, fighting words. Right <laughs> I now. mean. Uh, Second episode
0: in, but, I mean, I'm just – I'm being honest. All right. Hey,
1: entitled to your opinion, good sir. I'm not saying (laughs) that I disagree. Just very, very, very strong opinion. Um, But uh, so there's certainly your share of dick jokes. Uh, One of my favorite may allude to the fact that a guy's penis um, after being (laughs) removed from – The moist uh, inner thigh area of a woman was comparable to a French dip sandwich, (laughs) Um, which I, I totally didn't tell that joke how it was told in the show on purpose so that you can enjoy it yourself. Um but dear God, with like gold with golden things like that, it's just like holy shit, this show's hilarious. And it would do that but then like like an episode of Scrubs at the end of the episode, you'd be like, Oh man, that's fucking deep.
0: Like I'm fucking emotionally involved here, dude. Yeah. Which I was not expecting. Like when I heard you know, about this show initially before it came out, I was like, Oh fuck yeah, you know, I can definitely go for another mindless uh you know funny comedy Danny McBride style right and yeah. i say mindless not to you know discard what they've done in the past by any means i mean but, you, like, know McBride's
1: you know Danny McBride sitting I, there like hey a moron could watch this show
0: <laughs> but i mean i was not expecting that like by the first at the end of the first episode i was like fuck dude like i genuinely fucking care about this dude that is you know kind of on this emotional roller coaster of you know uh, depression and just all he wants in life is the simplest of things. And that's becoming principal Principal. of a high school. Like, it's not like he's trying to become fucking president of the United States. Like it is bar is so like, you know, in the grand scheme of things and what we think of as the perfect, you know, life or, 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 the pursuit of happiness if you will is so like minuscule you know what I mean something that most people just take for granted and it's like it's like man I fucking care about this dude and then next thing you know he's you know spoilers he's fucking like (laughs) burning down houses and fucking like uh graffiti like spraying graffiti all over the high school and shit just doing dumb shit and it's it's it, it dude it it hits you in the fields yeah. and it makes you piss your pants at the same time. Yeah. Out of, well, like just pure comedy. What
1: lends more to this character than I think did with Kenny powers is that like Kenny powers would do some fucked up shit and wouldn't regret that shit. But like yeah. every, every time, uh, vice principal Gamby like goes and does something kind of fucked up. You kind of see in his eyes as he's doing it. Like, should I really be doing this? Um, and, and just those moments of reflection are real because like every time I've gone and done something and I, you know, I was never like this rebel child. But anytime I've gone and done something that I knew I probably shouldn't do, I always had that second where probably in my eyes you could see like me second guessing what I'm doing. But it's like, <laughs> right. Screw it. I'll do it anyway. Um, and
0: I think that's the best part of his character is that he, he's I mean, he's essentially like this middle school kid stuck in this grown man's body. You know, yeah. and he's struggling with yeah. what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. And uh it's just the most like he struggles with immaturity like so so badly that and it just it just equates to yeah. comedic gold like and, throughout the entire show.
1: And real quick I'll explain I'll explain the plot in like three sentences if I can and then talk about the ending without spoiling the ending. Um but basically, it's a show about two guys that want to be the principal of the school, but instead they bring in a new principal, so they start teaming up to find a way to get her out of the position, and the show basically centers around the friendship that they build um, during that conflict. I think is probably the simplest way to break down uh, the whole yeah. first season. Um, and just for those of you that are not wanting to get invested into a show that's going to take too much of your time it is only nine episodes and then there's only going to be one more season it's the way they intended it to be and that will also be nine episodes um i read an interview already
0: shot it already yeah, recorded it already completely it's done. done yeah and and personally i think that and i don't know how they shot eastbound i don't know if they did the same thing i want to say that they did not but i think that's why uh like the the character progression in this show feels head and shoulders above what they've done yeah. in the past because they know there's a beginning middle and end it's yeah. already written it's already done and so you can just they you can see this character evolve in yeah. a more natural way you know um and it's dude and, and i just want to like quickly go back to fucking walter goggins dude like this dude oh, f- i did not realize i mean i knew he was a hell of a fucking actor but he is fucking hilarious yeah. dude like and his and it's it's nothing like, the, I think for me personally, one of the things that I find the most funny about this dude is something that he just comes naturally, and that's his fucking accent. Dude, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When he's talking about uh, the principal, he's just like, you know, in his fucking southern-ass accent, yeah. just calling her hey, a bitch. Hey, and-
1: and- <laughs> hey, B. Hey, B. I got you some <laughs> coffee, B.
0: Yeah yeah he's like and then it like this doesn't spoil anything uh but at the the final episode where he's like showing her footage of some some shit that happens
1: and he's like we got you bitch yeah, we that's fucking it. got that's you so like, hilarious <laughs> fucking uh, dude i love that that moment uh in particular cuz fucking Dan McBride's over here, like it's the end of the line, so fucking. And he's like mumbling off, and she's like, "What did, what did you say?" And fucking, these two morons standing here trying to like get one over on this woman. And finally, Walton Goggins is like. He's trying to say that we got you.
0: We... <laughs> like Walter Coggins does not feel bad. One not, bit. Not and
1: he, he's, he's so
0: like in your face, bitch, like type <laughs> of, of personality. And fucking Danny McBride just like, oh, fuck. And, and, like, and we other, might be fucking up.
1: Yeah. The, the other great layers of Walton's character, it, uh, Russell, is like, uh, is that the whole show you're like, Okay, and not that it's important to the character, but, I mean, it kind of is important to the character. It's like, is his character gay, or is he not gay? Right, right. He's treading this path that you can't, like, everything points to that he is, but you never see anything that proves that he is. And,
0: I feel like people wonder that about Walter Coggins in real life, too.
1: Because that's they might. just
0: naturally how he is. I mean, that's how he dresses. That's how he, you know, speaks. He's flamboyant and whatnot. But, I mean, he's he's not. He's married, right? I mean, if. Uh, I think, I'm,
1: I mean, I'm in, pretty sure he's married. And what I've seen of Justified, uh, he's a pretty, like, fucking cut and dry, like, cowboy badass in that show. Yeah. Um,
0: but, I mean, I, I've heard, I've listened to interviews of him most recently on The Nerdist. um you know, with Chris Hardwick and with him, it was him and Danny McBride actually, and they go into detail about the show and stuff. Um, but I mean, that's that's just how he speaks. That's how he carries himself. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just him. And that I think that's why some of his lines and some of his you know um, comedic parts of the show hit so well is because he doesn't have to like force it. And anytime you don't have to force comedy. It it typically comes out the best yeah. that it can be, so long as the writing is good, yeah. you know. And he he just he fucking murders it, dude. Yeah. Like he's so good. Um, uh,
1: and then uh, the the final moment of that sh- of the oh, season, dude. dude. The final. Mo- are we gonna? Like, I'm not gonna. gonna no, I'm or? not gonna tell people what happens. But it's one of those things where it's like you create these characters through comedy, and you take them and you make them do these bad bad things. Um, but they're funny, and so you you always fall for people when what they're doing makes you laugh, regardless of kind of the intent, which is why I think so many people love The Office because a lot of the shit in The Office was like, that is dumb, but it's funny, so I like you. Um, right, so you really fall in love for these guys, a- and there's a whole storyline with uh, with Dana McBride and his daughter, which kind of builds a lot there. Um, yeah. And then there's this, just this final moment that really brings things to reality and kind of focuses on like the mentality of people in the real world for a second, and you're left, <laughs> you're left there hanging in this moment, just like, fuck, holy yeah, shit, yeah,
0: you're just like these fucking two dumbasses like their actions have real life repercussions yeah. and these you know people that they're affecting are fucking pissed off yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. there's there some shit's going to go down uh, and it's not going to be so funny to them yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's fucking great dude yeah. like i i loved i love the entire first season i can't wait for the second oh, season i can't wait hopefully uh,
1: it's not too far away cuz it's already done so. for real uh, yeah but uh, we thank you all for joining us on this second episode of The Pool. Uh, John, we did it. Yeah, we, we did it. We did it. Next week, Next week, we'll talk about uh, a little bit of Luke Cage and uh, talk about for some sure. things that happened between now and then. So, for Jay Ross, this is me signing off.
0: Daniel Ranieri. Peace. Peace.